Hello everyone, this is the Connected Family Podcast, episode number 43. This podcast is produced by Connections Family Counseling, LLC, a group counseling practice located in Quincy, Illinois that helps build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. My name is Mark Vanderlei and I'm your host. Today's episode is entitled, Connection is the Cure. Thanks for joining me. As always, if you'd be willing to leave a rating at iTunes, please do so. Maybe even make a comment because I'd love to interact with you about these topics. Thank you again for joining me on the Connected Family Podcast. Today's episode is entitled Connection is the Cure. I've been thinking about recording this episode probably for more than a year. I bet about a year and a half. And I read kind of the concepts that are leading to this in a book called A General Theory of Love about a year and a half ago. And I've been mulling over these concepts and thinking about it and really trying to figure out how does this turn into a podcast. Well, recently I've finally discovered it. I wrote it into a blog post and then often what I do is I take a blog blog post and I expand that into an episode for a podcast. Now, what you're partly thinking possibly is connection. There's that word again. The private practice is connections family connection family counseling. The podcast is the connected family. What is the deal with this word connection when it comes to Mark and all he does is seemingly talk about it? Well, I believe, as the title of this podcast says, that connection is the cure. And what I mean by that is that connection between people, between partners, between parents and children, between communities, between organizations can often be the cure for dysfunction and difficulty that is occurring between those bodies. And this post, this podcast, is kind of an explanation and maybe some of the background information that leads to why I believe this. And there's many, many other reasons why I believe this connected to spirituality and faith, biblical approaches to this, but also this real relational and really pretty scientific because the information that I gathered and where I got this really is presented in the book, A General Theory of Love, as based on the scientific knowledge that is gathered through interpersonal neurobiology. So if you're anything like me, sometimes you look around in your home, your community, the world, and you feel overwhelmed by the pain. There's just so much hurt in our communities. And sometimes it's overwhelming to think about what can I be doing to help with this problem. Children are stressed to the point of thinking about taking their own life. Parents struggle to respond when adolescents seem rebellious, angry, lost, and out of control, and they just don't know what to do. Married couples hurt one another seemingly over and over again, arguing about the same things, using the same harsh words, and acting in ways that are repetitive patterns that just continue to add to the hurt and the pain. And these are only examples that are found inside families. Our communities outside of families and even the world also express pain. They express pain through war, hatred toward the other, and social isolation. It just seems so overwhelming and constant. 
I hope, however, to be a person that assists with the healing of the world. I desire to help families recover from an unimaginable hurt and to walk with couples as they grow to love one another again. And I want to impact my community in a way that increases understanding and decreases social isolation. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I started my private practice. I believe that we can build a community of connected families. We can help build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. If we help other people to understand this idea that connection is the cure. But how? How can we help to cure this pain that so many experience? And as I've been saying, I believe that healing occurs in the context of relationships. Parents overwhelmed by the difficult behaviors and strong emotions of their child, they need relationship. Couples caught in a dance of conflict, they desire to know and be known by their partner. Our communities racked by violence and hatred are desperate for an end to the isolation of being the other. In short, I believe that connection is the cure. And the book, A General Theory of Love by Louis Amini and Lannan, published in 2000, published quite a while ago, but still really relevant for our world. It describes resonance, regulation, and revision and those things occurring in deep connection as the cure for a relational and emotional pain. So let's think about resonance. Resonance is defined as the reinforcement or prolongation of sound by reflection from a surface or by the synchronous vibration of a neighboring object. I love to think about empathy, validation, and connection in relationship as the synchronous vibration of a neighboring object. It really puts it into the realm of the nervous system in that there's something unexplainably physio physiological that happens between two people when they're sitting across from one another, having a cup of coffee, or just interacting and they feel connected. I imagine you have felt that in relationship with, with someone before, where you, you meet them, you build a relationship with them, and there's just this connection between the two of you that feels wonderful, but in some ways is unexplainable. A general theory of love calls that resonance. I think of it like when you strike a guitar string, the vibration from that string causes the strings next to it to vibrate. Even more than that, if the two strings are vibrating at the same speed, they are said to be in resonance and they amplify or reinforce one another. Similar to us in our connection with relationship, when we have that synchronous vibration between us and another person in relationship, we amplify what is happening inside of ourselves and reinforce it. We validate it. We reinforce this experience as acceptable, honored, and dignified. And so humans are constantly broadcasting these signals about what is happening inside of them. And as our inner world is broadcast, we long for another to recognize our signals and synchronously reflect our experience. We're broadcasting through nonverbals, words, eye con contact, bodily uh, positions, and body language, and we just hope that the people who are near us will get a sense of what's happening in our inner experience. 
And synchronous reflection amplifies and re reinforces that internal state. The amplification and reinforcement of our internal state allows us to experience this sensation of being known and knowing the other. That's that incredible electricity and vibration and power that happens between two people when they know one another. And that is resonance. Regulation. Regulation, the broadcasting and synchronous reflection of experience, allows an individual to be known and to know another. This connection of two beings establishes a physiological rhythm resulting in the modulation of emotions. When we experience that synchronous vibration, there's a rhythm that comes to that. That experience of connection with another being provides a physiological rhythm in which our emotions can be modulated. We feel comforted. We feel more relaxed after having t spoken to a friend and we really feel heard by that friend. We go, man, that felt good to talk to that person. I experience that regularly in counseling where we come in and talk with a client and validate and listen and have that synchronous vibration. And man, it just feels good to be able to talk about it. When distressed, we instinctively look for others to help modulate overwhelming feelings. We seek out support groups, friends, partners, pets, other service providers like therapists, doctors, etc. to help regulate this physiology. Lewis, Amini, and Lannon argue that learning to modulate emotions is not learned through didactic or cognitive learning, but only through experience. And this is a wonderful quote from them. They say they absorb the skill of living, they absorb the skill from living in the presence of an adept external modulator, and they learn it implicitly. Implicitly means without words and sort of through behavior and experience with difficulty describing it. It's through implied ways that one would learn this modulation of emotion. And so they're arguing that through that synchronous vibration, we begin to accomplish with another person this idea of emotional modulation. And it's not learned by doing a PowerPoint presentation, sitting through a class lecture in which we're cognitively processing, this is the way that I learn to modulate my emotions with another person. No, it's learned through experience. Those ex times when you have been with a friend and you have shared openly and vulnerably your internal experience and they have synchronously vibrated back to you and reflected that experience, you have felt known and experienced being understood and validated and over and over again, possibly with that friend or partner or therapist, you have begun to experience what it's like to modulate your emotions in relationship with another person. You absorbed from living in the presence of an adept external modulator. The incredible thing is the power we have as partners to do this with our loved ones, to do this with our children as a way to help them learn implicitly this emotional regulation. And then revision. Regulation is the process of implicitly learning to modulate emotion in connection with another. 
Revision, however, is the process of rewiring the brain's relational pathways to create more fulfilling relationships. Our relational pathways are shaped early in life through the previously described processes of resonance and regulation. Hundreds, probably thousands of early experiences form our templates, Bowlby calls them internal working models, of relating to self, others, and the world. So in relationship early in our lives, we have hundreds, probably thousands of experiences with our caregivers. And based on those experiences with our caregivers, we begin to get a sense of how we interact with self, others, and the world. And we have ideas about the most adaptive ways to do that and what people, what others, how others view me, how the world views me, how my caregivers view me, how to think about self, how to think about others. And those become our internal working models, our templates for interacting with other people. Often, these early ways of relating don't lead to fulfilling relationships based on some of the challenges we face in our early relationships, the difficulties that are had. Maybe it's trauma, maybe it's um, other relational hurts. And so revising those templates requires many interactions with another in new, more fulfilling ways. Like the process of regulation, revision is best caught rather than taught. Again, it's really an experiential type of a process in which our brain is rewired and these new internal working models are created, new neuropathways are created in the way that we see relationships and interact with others through experience. It's the experience of the new relational pattern that changes the brain for good. So we're used to interacting with people in a certain way and we sometimes without much thought instinctively seemingly move into relationships and interactions with those templates and the way we do anything is the way we do everything. So the way I interact with one person is often the way that I interact with another because it's part of this template that was created in me early on. And so to revise those neural pathways of relationship in those templates, those internal working models, I need new experiences of relationship that happen in different ways. So it could happen with a therapist that we engage in a relationship and that therapist interacts with me in such a different way that I begin to see that, oh, relationships can be done differently and can be more fulfilling when I do it in this different way. Or our partner can be the person who helps us to revise. Maybe our partner does relationships differently than I do and is able to help me to experience relational connection through that synchronous vibration and regulation, therefore then revising my neural pathways of relationships and helping me to do a new dance in a new relationship, literally revising my brain. So the cure for relational and emotional pain is connection. Connection is synchronous reflection of experience, the modulation of emotions with another, and the revising of relational neuropathways through experience. Healing through connection is incredible news, if you ask me, because what it means is that we all have the ability to help our loved ones heal. 
We don't have to be a doctor to prescribe a certain type of medication. You don't have to be a therapist to listen in a certain particular way. All you have to do is connect, regulate, and revise different experiences, different pathways, different ways of doing relationship. Now, this type of connection is hard work, uh, and it will require revision of your own, but it can be done. So as you begin to encounter difficulties in relationship, challenges in relationships, the possible way of moving forward is to really think about how do I synchronously vibrate back? How do I reflect back in a synchronous manner the inner experience of my child, of my partner? There's so much that begins to happen inside of you, right? We have an interaction with another person and that causes often something to be fired in us and those emotions sometimes begin to boil up and it makes it super hard for us then to be present and resonate their experience so if we can begin to recognize that and really focus and work hard on that resonation of okay what is happening inside of my partner or my child and i'm going to synchronously reflect that as best i can and then practice those new patterns in relationship man it can be wonderful and the revision can be the healing process and maybe this can even be a way of healing our communities healing the hurt and the pain that it feels and that is experienced when we are the other truly understanding and synchronously reflecting the experience of the other person Thank you so much for joining me in this episode, what, an episode that I think is super important and valuable for the healing that can occur in our world. If you find this helpful, would you go to the iTunes podcast app and leave a rating, maybe even leave a comment. I would love to comment back with you in regards to your thoughts on this episode. That would help for other people to be able to hear this information and begin to practice this resonance regulation and revision in their own relationships have a great week thank you for listening to the connected family podcast we're dedicated to helping you build resilient kids strong marriages and connected families if you'd like to continue the conversation about connection is the cure please join our facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash the connected family podcast this group consists of additional resources, discussion regarding episode topics, and support for building a connected family. You can also follow us on Instagram at Connections Family Counseling or our website at ConnectionsQuincy.com.